There's power in a drumbeat on a hill above the sea. Power in the voice of a supporter. But it all amounts to nothing. Together we don't sing. Welcome to the Loyal Locals Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Dyer. Back at you, another week of San Diego Loyal Soccer, uh, local supporter group uh, shenanigans, and of course, um, joined by producer John Cross. John, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you doing? Great. You know, uh, we came out of San Antonio with a point, and we're going to get into that because... It was a wild one. Uh, there is another person I need to bring into the conversation first. Brandon Rodriguez. Brandon, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Doing doing good. How are things up in the IE? Oh, you know, uh, simply IE. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> school is coming out um, as John is finishing. I am also on my last week of one of my classes for my master's. Uh, but so far it's not a hundred degrees, so we are good to go. So when you get that, uh, that big graduate degree, you're going to get a job back down, down here and, and come back to us. Yeah, that's, that's the plan. <laughs> that's awesome. the plan. Awesome. And John, I know you, you teach, right? Are you, are you done? Are you, are you on summer break right now? Are you getting, getting loose and getting wild? I, that close. We have one more day. I have one more, two more classes, finals. All my grades for my other ones are done, so I'm in great position to wrap up as soon as school is over tomorrow. So, I are am... you? Are you? Do you have to like? Are, are like? What grade are? What grade are your students? I, I do high school. Mm. So do you have to like? Are you like? You're going to fail some kids tomorrow. You're going to have to be like give them some bad news. Is that is that tough, or do you just kind of? Uh... Well, the tough news isn't so much failing in general, because that happens. And I think every teacher has kids that will fail. The hardest is when you have seniors coming down to the end. I actually had a couple of seniors who uh, wrapped up their last things today, and it was, you know, got to the wire on whether they were going to walk or not, so... Congratulations to them for finishing up what they needed to do so they'll be able to walk. So no no seniors failed this year for me. So they're all, at least on my end, they all made it through. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's got to be a relief because, um, you know, I mean, I had lots of teachers fail me. Don't get me wrong. But um, when it really mattered, they, they seemed to come through in that grade book. <laughs> that's it's, all I'll say about it, it. It's no fun. If you teach a core class like English, math, science, any of those, and you have seniors and they're on the bubble, it is, a, you know, no, nobody wants to see someone fail and not graduate. But at the same time, they, a lot of times they put themselves in that position and leave it to the very end. And it's, uh, it's tough to see. And occasionally there are those, those hard lessons where people think they're, they're just somehow they're going to make it and they don't do what they need to do. And, 
and they end up not walking, unfortunately. But this year, this year, every, all my seniors are. So that was good. You know, speaking of, of hard lessons, I think there was a, a player <laughs> on SAFC that learned a real hard one. And about the 20th minute of uh, Saturday's match, when he was shown a red card for jawing at the loyal bench, just one of many uh, highlights in uh, a, a match. You know, I can't remember the last time I've seen a match. Like, I've seen bad matches. Obviously, we had the playoff game last year with the red cards and the meltdown. Right. Uh, this was uh, also wild, but in a different way. Brandon, did you did you catch the, the game? Yeah, I caught it. It was a crazy one. Um, when I finally got to actually start watching the game is already we were losing three to nothing so i got to see the beginning of the altercation that led to the red card i was extremely confused on what exactly happened um but yeah that just teaches you to just keep it quiet just for a little bit don't don't bark at the bench which i'm gonna be honest i don't think i've ever seen a red card for so well it was a second yellow and I, I don't know what was said. I mean, there's some rumors I've seen on Twitter, but um, whatever was said, I guess, rose to the level that they deemed it uh, a foul. Um, it was it was a wild game. If if you saw it, I'll, I'll give a little bit of a, a, a recap because it I mean, really it was the first five minutes that kind of blew me away, and uh, it was a tough start to a match. I don't know if I've ever seen us start a match this way uh once again 16 year old duran free starting in goal with the injured coca vegas um and it didn't take long i believe the first goal went through in the second minute of the match um only to be followed by another goal uh in the fourth minute because by the time we were at five minutes we were down to nothing uh it was just a mess on, on that back line. I don't know uh, what we were doing wrong other than basically everything. John, what, <laughs> what did you think about it? Uh, you know, it was very, I, I'm not sure because I, I never went back to rewatch it. It was a very frustrating first 15 minutes. I just, I, I don't know. I remember thinking probably like a lot of people like what the hell was going on here this is just i abysmal i mean it was just the the mistakes and you know and san antonio was capitalizing on their opportunities that they had their free kick i mean while i'm sure as a goalkeeper you don't want to be beaten at the near post like that I think that was a good free kick. I mean, you position your wall in such a way and you, you want to cover that, that back post and, and the guy just bent it around and sneaked it in the, the near post there. Um, I don't off the top of my head, even remember was that the second or third goal? Cause the one of those goals in there, I don't remember. I remember the free kick and, and the first one. Um, but I was just, you know, and, and I, to go back to the red card, I, don't know what was said like you I've seen different things online but haven't heard anything concrete clearly it was something because when I watched it you saw our bench get up especially Nate Miller immediately so clearly something was said more than just normal trash talking I, that something crossed the line there 
Well, and, apparently he just said to shut up. That was a uh, well, right? Yeah, <laughs> I saw the, that too. Uh, the, the Puro San Antonio Twitter account uh, in the tunnel uh, caught up to him and he's like, "Hey, man, all I said was shut up." Which, wow, if that's true, well, what a thing to get a card for. It's almost like maybe it's not true. Yeah, it's I, clearly something. You know, there was some cross the line. The fourth official was right there. I I don't know whether it was warranted or not. I do know it it did help change the match. I kind of, you know, stemmed the bleeding for us a little bit. It gave us a chance to regroup a little bit. But frankly, for the rest of that half, it did not look like we were a man up for that half. No, no. It, right. You said I, it, it, I was, it affected it, but it, it took a while to affect it because it, we didn't see the impact until the second half, which, which we'll get to. Um, right. I do want to ask you about one more interesting moment in the match, and that was when a uh, friend of the show... Uh, probably one of the greatest loyal uh, shithousers of all time, Grant Stoneman. Uh, just, I mean, going for a 50-50 ball out of bounds. And uh, uh, he, he, he reaches for the ball. The other, the San Antonio player kicks it out of bounds. And, and, and Grant continues and to Grant follow through. Yeah follow through with his uh, attempt and ends up taking the guy out, uh, tripped him up, tumbled him over. Uh, that didn't go over well with the crowd in San Antonio or the, or the bench. Team. Uh, <laughs> Brandon, did you think this was dirty or was this all part of the game? Um, the way I like to think of things when stuff like this happens is how would we react if it was us? Right. If it was a San Antonio player that kind of did that, how would we react? And in this case, we would say it's absolutely dirty. Right. I don't think there's a reason to go that hard besides maybe just passion. But that's how I try to look at things. And I, I'm interested in see what you guys think. So, you know, I, I think there's a little bit of context here that we might be missing because, you know, Nate Miller said in, in the press conference afterward that there was some punching and spitting going on in the box. And that's why some of our players were a little amped up uh, during this uh, phase of the game, not to mention, I think being down three nil. Um, I don't know if that's true, but um, yeah, John, did you think it was dirty? There was, you know, there was some conversation in the discord. People were saying it, it was embarrassing and other people like me, it was like, yeah, I love this dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Stoneman goes in hard sometimes, and he can occasionally be a little reckless. Like he's he's going in. I think that was just one of those times he was he was going to go after the ball, and if it was going to be a foul, he was he was going in hard. I think it was slightly unfortunate that the guy got to the ball just before Stoneman did rather than them meeting kind of a 50, 50 ball. So then when Grant came through, he just, he took the guy out. And I was also frankly, a little surprised there wasn't a harsher consequence because even if you go in hard and you, you miss like that, I mean, that's on you. You know, I, I, I appreciate Grant's play, but I was also shocked that there wasn't a harsher consequence on that play. So it's not like he went in with his spikes. He didn't go no. at his head. I think it just looked worse than it was because of the way he tripped him. He, he That's what it was, was basically the follow-through of his attempted 
contact on the ball ended up tripping the player and he kind of did a somersault heading out of out of bounds and it looked bad but it it wasn't that bad really it just looked bad because of the the physics of the the trip I, I I don't think it was intentional to be the way it was, but I think the fact that that guy that beat Stoneman to the ball and Grant did not pull back on his follow through led to that. But that's, I mean, that's part of your responsibility as a defender, right? If if you don't get there in time, then then you you get the consequence. I appreciate his his aggressiveness on the play, but again, I I was shocked he didn't uh, didn't walk away with a harsher consequence on that. You know, I'm I'm harping on this foul because um, at halftime, so uh, San Antonio supporters, they stand in this pit area right behind the keeper uh, on that side. And um, San Antonio's keeper, after the whistle, came turned around and told the supporters to really give it to Loyal when we were in that goal. And my brother, who is in the supporters group at San Antonio, messaged me, and he said that he's never done that before. Um, he was really shocked, surprised that he told the supporters to give us so much shit. Um, I guess they were really unhappy about that foul, and that led to, I don't know what was said or, or, or what kind of uh, things were being said to 16-year-old Dranfree when he was on that side, but I will say whatever it was, uh, the kid had a clean sheet in that second half. So it didn't seem to work. I think that's always the danger when you, you know, this, and I will harp on this all the time with us as a supporter group, when you spend your energy directed at the opposing team, I, I don't think you help your own team. All you do generally is fire up the other team again. And, and we, we stuck with it and, you know, we saw how the second half went and I'm, I'm surprised. I, I hope, a, I hope one of our players never asks us like to go after the other team. I just, it, we always do a good job of supporting our players and giving our energy to our players and trying to lift our players up to do well in the game. But um, that's one of those times where it, it came back to bite them. I'm sure there were a lot of very angry, unhappy fans leaving that match. Oh, there Saturday. were. Let me tell you, I was uh, getting texts from my brother for like the next four hours. It was uh, very funny. <laughs> it, just, it just makes the next game even more uh, important, I guess. Uh, we'll see how you know, I'm not looking way more forward uh, for the next few games once we play San Antonio again. It just makes it's all that, that just kind of it's not that far away, but it all, all the, the altercations and everything going down, it's going to make it more interesting. Yeah, and we're going to talk about the upcoming schedule because it's very interesting. Um, but I do want to mention one more thing about this game because I think it's really important, and that's the performance of the USL Player of the Week, Ronaldo Thomas, yes. um, a super sub at the half who came in and changed the game. This offense that was this attack that was just stagnant, even going up a man uh, came to life and we were treated to a second half 
gosh, reminiscent of, I think, the game when we were at Phoenix two years ago when mm-hmm. we were up and parked the bus and Phoenix just got chance after chance after chance. They just stayed in our half, passed the ball back and forth, tested the keeper, tested the defense, tested, 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 and eventually it just wears them down and that's exactly what happened and when you have players like Ronaldo Thomas and you put them on the field <clears throat> when right. he's on the field and playing uh for the team that signed him to be a difference maker uh, well he'll make a difference uh, you know what i have to say i was thoroughly impressed with thomas because we have talked for weeks about us underutilizing him and not giving the ball in space, but both of his goals came in congested areas with traffic. And same thing in Phoenix a, this season when he yeah. uh, tied the game, like just an effort goal in 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 like a no man's land uh, in the box when like both teams have like every player in the box, and right. somehow the ball finds Damas and he he puts it in in the goal, and he's not even he's. By far from the largest player in that box. So right. uh, a real testament <laughs> to his just uh, innate ability to find the ball and make things happen. Yeah. And I, uh, I hope this kind of maybe kicks off a little uh, run of goals for him because we're, we're playing tough teams. Like we got Sacramento Republic coming up. We hit San Antonio again. We're off on a bit of a road stretch if Thomas could get hot now along with some other players, I mean, that's, that could really do wonders for our season as we have some tough teams that are, we're all bunched together at the top of the table here right now and, and maybe get us to gain a few points on some teams and maybe separate us a little bit from some other teams and then get us well positioned for our home stretch that we have coming up in August. So I really hope he catches fire. This kind of, you know, it gets him going. We'll we'll see how he does this weekend. Yeah, getting out of the uh, boggy conditions in San Antonio with a point was, uh, I think, probably the best case scenario, especially after watching that start. But the boys are home this week, a Friday night match, the first Friday night match that I can recall in loyal Torero history. Um, we will be facing... The Republic of Sacramento, the Sacramento Republics. How, what are they called? Sacramento Republic. That's the one. They will be here. They are your first place team in the Western Conference. And they they got us last time we played there. So this game is a big one for, for Loyal. Brandon, how are you feeling about Friday? Um, I'm still a little shaky with our defense, right? This, this last game against San Antonio, you think? It, was, <laughs> it was just a, 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 a breath of fresh air. Um, every time I think about games where we go down that big, uh, of a goal difference, it only generally, most of the time, 99% of the time ends in a loss, right? Uh, the ones that come to my head real quick, LA five, nothing Louisville, whatever that was. Uh, what was the, the road game? I think they dropped seven on us, right? Uh, the road game uh, towards the end of last year where it just – I don't even remember it was that bad. Um, but it was a, a, a nice change of tactics 
that led to this comeback. So I am still shaky, but I think with our offense, if they get clicking, I think we might we I'm 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 thinking a three two win. So wow. I think our offense is gonna start firing. Our defense is still shaky, so I'll give it a little bit of fifty fifty there. John, how are you feeling about Sacramento? I'm feeling we need to bring it in 109 to help our boys along. That's what I'm feeling more than anything. I, I think they're going to be riding high for what they did the second half coming back in San Antonio. We know this is a big game because, as you said earlier, Sacramento beat us the last time we played. We know head-to-head is you know the, the first tiebreaker. So if we can split these games but have a better goal differential, we can hold that tiebreaker. We're right now seven points behind them in the table. So being able to gain three points here would would be a, a tremendous help in in moving up. Um, it, it's a big game for us, so I'm I'm hoping to see a big crowd, and I'm hoping that we bring it in 109, and we keep that energy going, and and bring a a solid victory on Friday. You know, I I know that uh, the folks listening to this pod or watching the stream are probably already. Uh, planning on going but if you are on the fence about joining us uh, there are people in the supporters group with open offers of free tickets uh, if you would come out to a match Um, Friday you know it is a weeknight technically not really Uh, I don't know what our competition is as far as where the Padres what the Padres are doing this weekend but the Padres aren't playing San Antonio, aren't playing Sacramento, right? That's a big deal. That's a that's the top team in the West. Um, we are in the fight uh, at the top of the table, the top quarter of the table. Uh, this is a big one, and it's also, I think, just uh, for the the psyche and and your confidence in the team and for the players, uh, writing the performance in that second half. Uh, you hope that they can capitalize on it and we're not going to be uh, put through the, the ringer and uh, put through another uh, claw from behind scenario, um, which they, to their credit, they've responded well to, but you'd like to see them throwing the haymakers instead of uh, right. getting them thrown on them and then having to counter punch. Um, I'd like to be on the other side of, of one of these, you know, bad defensive starts, uh, for, for, for once. Yeah, that, that would be, would be nice to see that. It's, uh, I don't know. I know from bums breakdown, Max has been talking and in the locals last call, both uh, how many games we've had where we have not scored in the first half and not just not scored in the first half, but not even early in the second half. Most of our goals have been late in the match and, and we did it again this last week if we could put together a solid first half to go along with our second halves then we're we're going to be a very strong team as we finish up the season here but we we really got to do a stronger job in the first half and and get better on our our back line we're just not sure what it is exactly but it's it's not it's not up to where it needs to be if we want to be a contender here in the West come the end of the season. Yeah. Um, and, you know, speaking of uh, contenders and teams we just played, uh, we have another uh, midweek match. Um, now, we'll talk more about this, I think, next week. But 
uh, and Wednesday match immediately following this Friday match um, against the uh, number two team in the West. I believe they're number two. Uh, don't don't check me. Uh, San Antonio, they're coming over here uh, in a near. I don't know. We're not back to back. I don't know if they are in action this weekend, but uh, that looks to be a pretty uh, hot ticket. It, <laughs> I'm sure the players are looking forward to uh, have another uh, swing at each other, so to speak. Yeah, it is, uh, you know, we got the Friday night match, then the Wednesday match against San Antonio, and then we will not have a match the following weekend. So on Father's Day, which is going to be going to be open a little bit uh, before we get into our other games. So we, we do have those, and they're two huge matches for us. I mean, there's a lot of points to gain on rivals that are ahead of us in the table at the moment and to hold hopefully some of those tiebreakers as well that could make a difference at the end of the season. So two huge matches coming up Friday and Wednesday. Brandon, are you going to make it down here for either one? Unfortunately, no, because it's a Friday. Um, I will be going to San Diego this weekend, uh, but on Saturday. So it just happens to be the first Friday ever game. So, Um, and I was just looking at the standings. I know we don't really want to talk about San Antonio, but um, they do play. So they are number three. They play number two, El Paso, on Saturday. So we get an extra day of rest. El Paso in second place. Or active recovery or whatever Coach Miller wants to call it. Um, But I think that's a great opportunity for them to beat the other team up, and then we, we can take some points. Um, but yeah, unfortunately I will not be going down for either game Friday. can't do it. And Wednesday that traffic would be absolutely terrible if I wanted to drive down. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't do it. So, um, speaking of Friday's match, I do want to mention the new kit they're going to be wearing that is actually on sale now at the, at the store and online. Uh, what are it, they calling is this? It on the eight bit at the store. Is it on at the store? It was online. They were selling it online. I thought it was already released. Oh, I I thought um, maybe maybe one of us will have to look here quickly. I thought it was first going to be on sale at the game this weekend. Only the yeah. finest podcasting facts at your loyal local <laughs> podcast. Once again, yeah. um, we here we bring. The we'll see latest, if we can take a quick look. Information to you. Um, we have to page Mister Naku. Things that I will just say until somebody else Googles it. <laughs> but <clears throat> either way, come to the game Friday. Uh, the team's going to be sporting these blue kits. Interesting with this one, uh, they uh, changed the crest. So instead of the traditional loyal uh, lotus flower, whatever that kind of flower that, I don't know, it's not a flower. It looks like a flower to me. I don't know. The the shield. Um, okay, Jason. Thank you, sir. Available online in person on Friday. So I was okay. half half right um, or half wrong. But yeah, so this is it has the the SD logo that we've seen on a lot of uh, gear, shirts and hats. And now for the first time, we're seeing it as the crest on the kit. Uh, what do you all think about changing the crest on the kit? Is this a good move? Is this kind of like what's like where's our crest like does it matter yes yeah, it's, it's this is a tricky one for me because it's uh 
because we do have kind of these two logos I, I or crests, however you want to look at it. I'm I'm not opposed since this is a third kit and you usually do some some interesting things on third kits. I don't think it rises to the level of the upside down crest, you know, and stuff that we had in uh, season two, I guess it was. Uh, maybe it was season one. I don't even remember now. Um, I, I'm not necessarily opposed, but I, I personally would generally prefer if we are using that oil crest, that that's the crest we keep always. That's my personal preference. But this is, we use this SD1 all the time for other things as well. It's not like we've totally changed something that we've never used before. So I, it's, I don't know, it's a little bit of a gray area for me, but I'm, I'm always partial to maintaining the same crest that you, you normally use. Brandon, what about you? Well, uh, I personally do like it. I think it's something different, something um, for everyone. Uh, Paul Paul called it the the what did he call it the lo uh, loyal haters jersey just because now you can't say you don't like loyal <laughs> you don't like the name uh, now it's San Diego right it's Yesti uh, personally I'm an Arsenal fan so we saw last last season that they had a uh, the uh, cannon as a crest I personally do like this as a third jersey. Uh, 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 crest. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not such a purist that it, I'm going to be bothered by something like this. It's kind of like a design decision, also. Like, are you going to blue out the the loyal crest uh, for this right. kit? Are you going to use the green and orange one? It wouldn't. It would clash. Uh, this looks super clean and uh, really a, a a good looking kit. I, I know that. All of the uh, the Twitter folks who follow kit stuff, uh, it seemed to go over very well. Uh, I think the team and Charlie have a very good reputation in the the soccer kit community um, for just about everything they've they've released. Yeah, it's a. I agree with you. I don't know how the traditional loyal crest would work with this kit, but it probably wouldn't. So probably from a design standpoint, a good decision to go with our kind of alternate logo. Um, and it is very clean. It's nice. I I don't have any general problems with the kit. It's just, I don't know. I, I don't feel like this blue is our color kind of color. It's just weird because it's so different, the blue. Mm -hmm. Just as a kit in general, I like it. I don't know if I'm going to get it. I haven't decided. I want to see it in person. I'll probably get it the game early and check it out and see if see if I want to pick one up. You know, I really liked the blue keeper kit from last uh, last season, and I got it, and it looks horrible on me. I, I'm just not – I don't know if it's the uh, the round shape of my torso that does not agree with these blue colors, but – probably going to stick to what I've already got because I don't see this working on me, but I do think it's, it's of the three uh, game kits, uh, you know, not the keeper kits, but the field player kits of the three this season. I mean, this to me is the, uh, the best one. I, I it's a standout. I think that uh, when you see it contrasted on the, the green grass at Torero, that the team's going to look real good uh, while they are 
uh, running the score up against Sacramento. <laughs> so I don't know if y'all can hear, there is a voice coming from the other room, and that is because uh, the locals Rocket League team is actually playing right now, and my kid is on that team, so <laughs> I can hear him, and, and you know, it's fine. Um, they won last week. I know he, he was telling me about it and uh, they're playing Seattle. I don't know how they're doing right now, but uh, they that is streaming right now elsewhere, which um, I mean, if you're watching this, you're clearly not watching that. But uh, yeah, they, they did win last week their first match. I think it was against the uh, the Verde from Austin and uh, yeah, Seattle tonight. So good luck to them. And uh, they're, Scheduling is kind of usually they try to play on Tuesdays, but you never kind of know. They sometimes they have to work with the other teams, they have to set their own game schedules. But, uh, yeah, another supporters league, Rocket League season is underway, and yeah, uh, I'm, I'm personally invested now through, through the kid. Ah, there you go. Yeah, it's good. I was going to mention that as well, that we have uh, a match that was going up against us and they should be wrapping up probably sometime in the next 15 or 20 minutes here. So uh, we'll, we'll see how they how they do in this second match and see if they can, can see how successful the season can be since they took it all the way to the championship game last year. Um, I also wanted to get a couple or ask you guys because i wanted to give a shout out to our um watch party locations Caburros, fair play and northern pine and andrew did you go down to Caburros to watch the game i was uh kind of in and out of Caburros. uh my my kid had a, a soccer thing at sdsu mm -hmm. that i was had to take him to and then pick him up from and then take him back to uh, in the middle of the match so i only got to see the the first half at, at Caburros, and then i had to go so, uh, yeah, another good luck charm of somebody leaving uh, an event <laughs> and uh, then the team turning things around, which I just watched on my phone. So it was fine. But, uh, yeah, Caburros was uh, great. Gosh, I got to say, uh, we, we found out last week that they serve sushi in there now. Um, so what it is, is it's like a it's like a sushi counter. So it's a different business and it's just kind of like in the restaurant. So you can buy Caburro's food, you buy beer from Caburro's or you can order uh, sushi rolls from the, the sushi place. And bro, these rolls are just incredible off the hook, dude. They're like uh, the whole roll. And I haven't had, maybe this is a thing and I'm just ignorant, but uh, the whole roll is covered in like, tempura batter and kind of deep fried flash fried real quick uh to make the outside of the rice uh have that little tempura crunch on it and it was incredible i cannot recommend it enough if you're ever in the south bay uh, national city it's it's right there uh kind of uh before you hit the 54 and uh right off the 805 it's very easy to get to and i i mean to me, that was that was incredible. That's good. I was up in um, at Northern Pine. It's the first time I had been there. I actually got a lot of my grading done. I remember last week we were saying if I would make it out or not. So 
I made it out to Northern Pine, and it's a it's a cool place. I hadn't been there before. Lydia was there with Bryce um, and a few other people. There's probably about ten of us. Like you, I also had to leave at halftime because one, I got cold because I was sitting outside, kind of watching through the television. Because I don't, as most of you know, I don't do the indoor thing uh, if I can avoid it. Um, but then I needed to come home, so I also had it on my phone and was listening to it. And I pulled up at the house, and my wife was in the garage. I found out later she was actually resetting our router, but she's like, I hope you didn't come home to watch the game, right? Because our internet was down. We don't have cable. I'm a cord cutter, so it was a good thing I still had it up on my phone, and that's how I ended up watching the rest of the match. And um, it was good. And then I reset our router and got everything hooked up. I left everybody else stranded. <laughs> so I was too busy watching the game. But I, what I was saying, Northern Pine is, uh, if you're up in North County, especially North County Coastal, and you haven't been out there, they do do the watch parties regularly for the game. They had the game on. They had the volume on. Uh, it was it was good. It's a good place to go watch a game and uh like to get some more people out there. So if you get a chance, head on out there to Northern Pine. And then uh, let me go, I guess, since we're kind of get some of the news out of the way here, a couple other shout outs. One to Eileen Burns um, was after our show last week, I believe, probably on Wednesday, but the club did another profile. They did Paul Naku before, and then they did Eileen Burns also for Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. So a uh, big shout out to the team for profiling one of our locals. For those of you who don't know, Eileen Burns is uh, our membership or merchandise director. So she helps arrange and purchase all the merch that we do and get our scarves and everything else and has been doing that since its inception. So huge shout out to Eileen. And Don't then, forget the uh, the guy that won the jersey in the claw machine, a uh, oh, user I was to in that. our Discord. Um, I, I, I'm going to say his the, his handle, and I've, I've mentioned this to him, I, I assume it's a he before, uh, Pocket Pushy uh, won the kit out of the claw machine uh, I, I think he said he, he just put a he had to spend a few dollars it was a pretty i think quick... he said 12 dollars. so i mean hey for an 80 dollar kit that's not too bad so if you're watching the video i know some of you listen to this on the podcast we have the picture up here and it's back in the upper left hand back corner you can see the jersey sitting there next to some kind of red stuffy and then when he did get it, I think. Let's see. This is this the uh, the co this is the coin op in Gaslamp. Yeah, Gaslamp, right? Yeah. So this is the jersey that he got, and I guess with a couple other things, he ended up winning. Well, he had to get $12. those plushies out of the way, right? So you got to yeah. win the <laughs> win the tiger, win the eagle, and then okay, now you've unlocked the the kit, right? Yeah. So, um, that was. Great for someone getting the jersey. And what a cool, um, as a couple of people have said on Discord, um, I know people are kind of iffy about some of the kits this year compared to, you know, I we were spoiled last year. We had amazing kits and, and they still been good kits in the grand scheme of things. We just got really spoiled with our kits last year. Uh, but they're, they're kit 
reveal release kind of game this year has been interesting going along with the 8-bit and throwing it in one of those machines so someone has a chance to win it as well i wonder if they did that in multiple locations other than the gas lamp but that was a cool idea to get out there and have someone win that and get the jerseys so shout out to the team for that um I did want to back at our game. One of the things we didn't mention, and I'd like to pull up here, is our Pride Raiser fundraiser as a reminder for those who um, maybe haven't contributed yet. With our three goals against San Antonio, we have raised about, it's just a hair under $450. I think it's $447 right now. So you still have a chance to get in there. It still counts for all the goals that we've done this month. So you can pledge a dollar, five dollars. There are quite a few people who have pledged ten dollars this year. So that was good to see. Yeah. Um, but it runs and it's all just month. A, it's just a pledge. So if you, you don't have the, the cash on you now, uh, you're not going to actually pay until the month is over. So you can make your pledge. You don't got to pay anything right now. Um, it, it just at the end of the month is when you're going to be uh, asked to 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 make good on your pledge. So uh, I don't want that anything to be uh, an obstacle to people. Uh, you know, I've said it the last two weeks. Like this is just such an important time to support uh, the LGBTQ plus community um, with everything going on out there. Um, I mean, I, I mean, this is what this is what we're all about. This is what the supporter group is all about. Um, is uh you know caring about uh these uh, social issues and and this community and um yeah this is a huge part of our community uh, it's an important part of the community it's part i mean this is part that makes the community like one of the reasons that makes it like so like great to live in a city like san diego is this vibrant culture that we have and you know i just uh, I'm, I'm glad that we're I hope that we do set a, a record uh, this month, and I, I'm pretty sure we will because I'm going to keep uh, badgering everybody uh, until we do. And if you haven't contributed yet, I believe there's links in the Discord, but you could just go to the Pride Razor website, just prideraiser.com or .org, sorry, prideraiser.org. And I don't know how long it will still be there, but when I went there, ours was one of the, the front ones right on the page. But you can search on the page to find it. Real easy to get there, real easy to pledge and contribute. So again, if you haven't done so yet, please, if you can, contribute. And let's see if we can break. I'll have to go back and look and see what last year's amount was that we raised. But maybe bring that out next show and see if we can set a target to try to beat for this year. So, John, you mentioned that uh, we're going to have a bye week uh, after this uh, San uh, San Antonio match, right? Uh, we have an off weekend for Father's Day. Is there anything right. in the works to keep folks engaged with the supporter group? Uh, anything being talked about? And anything coming up, maybe like another match at some point? Is this what? Oh, we're I don't know. At? Like maybe, uh, <laughs> uh, maybe a board game night. I know there's been a lot of talk about having a game uh, oh, night on uh, one of these bye weeks. Yeah, I there's been some talk in the Discord, and I did not see a f you know anything finalized. I know well, Ken Garden it, was trying to get something going. Well, I think it's did, did Jerry. You see some? I think it's Jerry. He's, I think he's in the chat. Um, yeah, 
Jerry, help us out if there's got I something mean, going. Let's Jerry plug it. Brings games to watch parties, so <laughs> Jerry brings games everywhere. <laughs> so I, I think uh, he's finally going to get his game uh, when we don't have a when we don't have a match. Um, anyway, if you're not in the Discord, um, please get in there. Uh, you, you can get in with a free membership with the locals. Get the Discord invite. Um, this is going to be organized there. Um, it's it's a way to kind of stay engaged with everything when we don't have uh, a match to watch. Um, John, do we have any uh, other business we need to hit? I just want to do a couple for a couple things for a game coming up on Friday. Some logistics. So setup is normally at three, but since it's a weekday match and people have to work, setup will actually be at four. So we'll meet at four there at the circle uh, right in front of the parking structure for those people who are familiar with helping with setup. Nick Duffy won't be there. So Brent Beavers is going to be in charge of the setup, but if you can make it out there, it would be kind of nice since it is a little closer to kickoff than normal, all hands on deck to kind of help get everything set up. And then we will head over to um, Coronado Brewing. So usually we do Coronado Brewing about three hours before kickoff, which would be four o'clock. But again, because it's a weeknight, so that might be pushed closer to five for a lot of people. This is really but affecting the four. pregame schedule here. Yeah, <laughs> Coronado Brewing at five. The March to the Match will still meet at the Fountain at 6.35 and then March pretty much as soon as we get everybody together, which is usually about 6.40, 6.45, somewhere in there. Um, we'll do Man of the Match in the 70th minute on Discord. So if you're not in Discord yet and you're a new member, which we have a few people who've signed up recently, get in Discord. And if you're at the game in the 70th minute, get on there to vote for Man of the Match. And thanks again to our beer partner second chance beer company for providing the beer and our man of the match growler post match will be at o'brien's as always and if you can't make the game for any reason you can still watch at caburro's fair play northern pine they'll have the games on or get in discord and see if anybody's doing tickets because i've already seen tickets people requesting and people posting and lots of transactions happening today. I might have one or two tickets. I'm waiting to hear back from some people tomorrow. So if they don't confirm that they're going, I'm going to be putting those up for the exchange uh, probably tomorrow sometime. So if you're looking for a ticket, you John, usually I've got can some, find one. I've got some breaking news. Just This just in uh, game night, the first game night is this Thursday. That's right. This Thursday at Cafe Calabria. At 6 p.m. June 8th. June 8th. If you are listening to this podcast after June 8th, I'm sorry. Uh, it already happened, but we are not there. Thursday, 6 p.m. game night. Uh, I hope this is the, the first of many because I don't think I'm going to make a Thursday game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I know they've been trying to get that going here for a couple weeks. They've, they had one small gathering of a few people and i know i've been trying to get out there and i haven't been able to make it to any as of long as we yet. are not playing Catan, let me tell you my family my kids <laughs> they keep trying to get me to play Catan, right because like you know Catan, like like i don't if you're not familiar with settlers of Catan, it's this game from germany and these sadistic sick fucks over there this game is just designed to make you like hate your family members um Oh, this is the second game night. I'm sorry. Well, we're going to 
let us know and we'll we'll talk about it on the pod. But like my kid, like you're supposed to play like for yourself and like try to beat the other players. But instead, what he does is he tries to just ruin whatever I am trying to do in Catan. Like, and it just it drives me crazy. It, it you know, uh, maybe I don't have the best, uh, you know, uh, you know, emotional maturity to handle um, adversity such as you encounter in Settlers of Catan. Uh, but I, let me say, if, if you want to really like lash it out and have it out with, with anybody bust out bust out katan and and see and and see what's what because <laughs> let me uh yeah so i have not played that game in in a couple of years because uh of the <laughs> jerry says he has it but he doesn't bring it for this reason <laughs> so i know we're going uh, way off topic john what else do we need to hit okay so just as a reminder well, let me do this first. Uh, Bums Breakdown, we will have one. They've already recorded their episode. They did get a special guest. For those of you who are familiar with John Morrissey from USL Tactics, he is doing a guest appearance on Bums Breakdown this week. So look for that show. I'm guessing will probably be posted on the YouTube channel tomorrow. And then we're still trying to do the... Um, oh, I can't find my... Oh, there it is. Pull this up. Uh, we're still doing our book club that we talked about a little bit in the lounge last time. So if you're interested in getting this book, Pirates, Punks, and Politics by Nick Davidson, uh, it's about St. Pauli Football Club. And we are probably going to do a special lounge episode about that has anybody later found, on in the summer. Has anybody found a retailer for this book? I haven't. I did not have any luck. I, I ordered it online from, I forget where, actually, my wife ordered it online, so I don't know where she got it from. Um, it wasn't Amazon, but I'll see if I can find something out and put it in the Discord. That'd be awesome. Brandon, do you know anything about this book? I don't. I I'm, I was looking at it right now. I'm like, hey, that kind of seems kind of interesting to read. Um, I'm going to start looking to see if I can find it somewhere. So if you haven't been keeping up with the the podcast, which I won't, I'm no judgment here. This is a this is a no judgment zone. Um, it's a it's about a, a supporters group in uh, your is it Germany, John? Germany, yeah. Um, and it kind of talks about some of the the issues that uh, they went through. I I really actually have no idea, John. What's it about? Yeah, it's it's about. There, it is a little bit about some of the issues that they had initially and how they changed their supporter culture and how even now as a team in, this is like the shortest of explanations, um, as a team in the lower divisions in Germany still have a ridiculously high number of members. I want to say it's like 30,000 or something. It's, you know, but they, they connected with their community is what they did and you know the people they they make it a party in the stands every game and they are all about there there's some other things too but they're all about their community so this is this is why we're reading this version here by uh, nick davidson and and have a little talk about it and see if maybe there's some things we can learn from that that we can use to help strengthen what we do as locals as a supporter group 
So, Bums Book Club, getting off the ground. I'm familiar with the team uh, itself. Um, I've seen videos of their supporter section. They actually came to the U.S. and played uh, Detroit City uh, right. before, before they were in the USL. So that was I thought that was always something cool that they did. And I, to my knowledge, that's the only time they've done that. Uh, they've come to the U.S. So, uh, yeah, I am, I'm extremely interested to read that book and see how exactly they got to where they're at and I'm hoping that one day we get to see them in the Bundesliga, and that is one of the main reasons is I want to see a brown soccer kit. And I don't know, maybe it's the San Diego in me. I want to see a brown soccer kit. <laughs> yeah, and as Jerry Abara said, they do have chapters all over the world, and especially for a lower league team. This is not, you know, and and they have been in the top division before, but um, they have not been for a very long time. So it is a it, it's an interesting story. We'll see what maybe resonates with people and again what maybe we could learn from them to to help us be the best supporter group we can be. So John, I know we're uh we're getting close on time. I want to make sure we hit yes. a couple of other things. Uh Pride Parade, that's uh July 15th. Um are we we are in the pride parade are we is that what we're doing uh, as far as i know that's still the plan i haven't seen anything in discord other than the save the date for the weekend um which 15th right is what you said so yes should July be 15th. getting some information coming out soon usually towards the end of june there's a there's a form and we get a list and see who's interested then uh a week later on july 22nd uh team barbecue this is uh become i guess a, a tradition on a, a bye week um i i, I think it's uh, been for season ticket members but uh, i'm sure if you are not a full season ticket member you can find a way to come i don't think they'll <laughs> kick you out oh well, maybe they, i don't know they had a list at the uh i will say they they had a list at the theater in in uh normal heights so hmm. maybe uh that velvet rope is getting a little bit tighter. So, uh, but yeah, that's still uh, over a month away. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Uh, join us at 9 p.m. Uh, for the lounge where we will uh, discuss. Oh, I have no idea. That's kind of the, the joy of the lounge. <laughs> we're free to talk about uh, whatever's on your mind. Uh, join us in the chat and uh, let us know what you think. Um, Brandon, where can people find you? Uh, all my social media is the same. It's not not rot. So Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, I guess would be just my first and last name. So uh, pretty much everything do is you, not. Do you not post rot. on LinkedIn? Is this? Are you posting on LinkedIn? Uh, not about soccer, no. But I I have gotten more within LinkedIn now that I'm trying to get back to San Diego. So okay, okay, all right. No judgment. <laughs> I was gonna say, man. Oh man, I go on LinkedIn and like the people who are like write posts on LinkedIn f maniacs. They're all crazy, dude. They're all just like, oh, this 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 seminar was so great and I'm so glad to connect with this like oh my like nobody talks like that. It's like uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm glad you're posting on LinkedIn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but yeah. Uh, John, you know, I'll send you a LinkedIn request. We'll we'll connect, okay? <laughs> 
we'll get we'll get in each other's networks. Uh, John, uh, where can people find you? Are you on LinkedIn? No, you can find me on Discord at John Cross. That is pretty much the only place. <laughs> All right, and uh, I'm Andrew P. Dyer at, on Twitter still, and um, yeah, I'm also in the Discord. Uh, find me there but um yeah we gotta go because we're gonna do a whole other show so we'll see y'all there and you